الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له من يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله وصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فنعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال الله تعالى في القران الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اصبروا وصابروا ورابطوا واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله العظيم my beloved brothers and sisters, we praise Allah, we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah, and thus we say, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanasta'inuhu, we seek His help. Wanastaghfiruhu, we seek His forgiveness. We believe in Him and we trust and rely upon Him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. And you and I know that whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah lets astray, none can guide. And we bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower his blessings upon his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and many more and many more, kathiran kathira. And my beloved brothers and sisters, it's hard for me to keep a straight face as I'm standing here in front of you because you look like people at the end of finals week. You look exhausted, you look worn out, you, feel, you look like you don't even want to sit up straight. And this is when some people start fixing their postures, mashallah. And so the point I'm making, my beloved brothers and sisters, is that you're going through the semesterly ritual which on the one hand, you have to get to, to enjoy the joy of what is hopefully Sunday for many of us, or many of you, because I will on Sunday be grading many of the papers that you will be turning in, so I will have that joy hopefully, inshallah, by Monday, unless I decide to fail all my students and just get it over with really quickly. But what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? That you're going through something that is also training for what's on the other side after you graduate. <coughs> And that is that periodically life will hit us and we have to go through these struggles that exhaust us, that wear us down. But you have to do it, why? Because you have no choice otherwise. And some of you know, I was giving the example a day ago of a student, one of your fellows who called me up or texted me saying, I need to take photos for a project. And I take photos of you, and I started getting these delusions of grandeur. You know, maybe I look really official, maybe I look dignified, whatever it is. And I asked her, why do you need to take these photos of me? She said, because you're old. She needed someone who was old. Now, why am I making this point, my beloved brothers and sisters? First, to hopefully put a smile on your face as the tedium of finals are wearing you down, but also to make another point that when my old, old generation looks, mashallah, at your young, young generation, aka Generation X, looking at the millennials, 
One way that people describe your generation and you can decide whether or not it is accurate is that your generation is very skilled in trying to keep distance from everything. So you don't have to experience pain. So you keep your relationships at a distance more than you might realize. You don't get involved with things as deeply as you could so you don't experience the pain. This is a conversation that I have with many, many of your peers. But the problem of that is that, number one, you can't escape struggle as you're seeing right now with your finals, but you will see through the course of your lives. But the other problem with that, what am I saying, is that if you try to keep yourself distant from everything so you don't experience pain, you're also not going to experience as much joy as you can. I had a student who visited me earlier today who was commenting that we don't talk very much about love in our deen. He knows Allah loves us, but we don't speak very much about it. And last week, this was something in remembrance of the Prophet wasallam, that I was telling all of us, try to develop an appreciation of love in your heart. But the other half of that, the first half of that, is the joy that comes with love. But the other half of that is that you cannot have love without pain. That what makes us afraid of engaging with life is that we're afraid of pain. But what I'm telling you is that that is the stuff of life. Everybody in this room, which is probably not too many people who have children, definitely understand that. That when you have a child, you will experience love like you have never experienced it in your life. It's as though a part of your heart grows that you never knew even existed. But what that also allows for you is to also get a taste of how pain works when your child gets sick, when your child may take directions that you don't want. My first child, you know how much I talk about her now, mashallah, she's 16 and a half, just a little bit younger than some of you. When she was born, she was born with her umbilical cord around her neck. When she was born, she was as green as a dollar bill. Okay. When this is your first child, imagine what that would do to your brain. Okay. That you're seeing this and it's just taking any life out of you, watching this newborn. And then each day, my child, she was in the neonatal intensive care and they would tell us another different problem. Now she's not eating or drinking, well, she's not drinking anything. And then she had some other problem. Then they found a hole in her heart. Day after day after day, for almost a full week, some new issue came up. And so on the one hand, through parenthood, I felt love like I had never, ever experienced before. But then on the other hand, I was feeling pain and fear like I had never experienced before. Now, mashallah, my daughter is, is up and happy and healthy. You wouldn't be able to tell anything was happening. But imagine that. Usually when a baby's born, they have a normal color. My daughter was literally the green of a dollar bill. And also, yeah, I think she was also, uh, she, was also she took in a lot of uh, uh, fluids in the process of birth that was also dangerous. In any case, what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? That something has happened in our era where we're too afraid to experience life. And I'm telling you, that's the stuff of life. No one wants pain. But what does pain give you? It gives you a wide open door to turn back to Allah.
Okay? Some of you, I know your lives personally, have definitely experienced pain, whether it's the death of a parent or a sibling or going through a very, very serious, personal, serious struggle. Last week, in the past week and a half, four students came to me, four of your peers came to me with suicidal ideation. I had mentioned this last week, and it was just a few, and in fact, uh, another one happened a day or two later. And this is another consequence of the other side. And I hope this makes sense. This is why I'm trying to explain it very carefully. But the first point I'm suggesting is try to immerse yourself in life, not in a way that challenges your faith, but in a way that allows you to appear, appreciate it. Because if you don't, you still have the need to experience love. You still have the need to experience pain. And so what am I saying? Another problem that is taking place in our community right now, which is related to this disconnect, is again, and this is not something new, so many of our sisters and brothers, but most recently I've been hearing it about sisters who are going through eating disorders. You know, I'll tell you the first time I experienced this on this campus, this is with a student quite a few years ago. She's long since graduated and I believe she's healthy now. A student came to me and said to me that she can't fast. It's too hard for her. She can't make it through the whole day. She doesn't have enough energy. And so then I asked her, can you do suhoor in Urdu Seri? Can you do suhoor? And she said, yeah, I can, but I can't eat that much. Why not? Because I asked her, can you eat a sandwich? She said, no, a sandwich is these two pieces of bread, and I can't, it's too much for me. And then as she's talking, a light bulb, unfortunately, went off in my mind, and I got a clue of what she was actually saying. So then in this conversation, I asked her, how many calories do you get in a normal day? And she said, in a bad day, I get 600 calories. So imagine for yourself what a good day is, for her. A good day for her was zero calories. Okay. Now why is this happening? Think about this, and I'm saying it's not just sisters. Usually we associate this with females, this is sisters and brothers. Why is this happening? One, I give you the philosophical point, it's this disconnect, but what is it deeper? Every one of us has a need for validation. Okay. Usually you get your validation from your parents, usually you get your validation from your fathers. If you don't get it from your parents, you're going to search for that validation from someplace. Maybe you're going to search for it from other people who will give it to you. Maybe you're going to search for it from behaviors that might actually be unhealthy. Maybe you'll search, from it, search for it from a completely different environment that may not be healthy. But you have this need. Every one of us in this room has this need. But what is validation? It's a sense of worth. It's a sense of self-worth. But if you don't get this validation, then what some of us do is we internalize that we are worthless. Okay. Forget even before talking about what the society, what media is saying about us, that look at this community, violence, uh, uh, misogyny, domestic violence, all the different ways people attack us. Even aside from all that, what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters, is that if you're not getting validation, you're going to find it someplace, and some of us find it or seem to find it in a backwards way by doing things that are harmful for us. Because not only do we have this issue of eating disorders in our community, where we have people who are taking laxatives to lose weight and then purging to lose weight, okay, we also have people who are hurting themselves physically by way of cutting. Okay. 
And it's the same need. It's a need for validation, where you internalize a sense that you are not worth anything. But there's also another strange behavior that happens. Bullying also is a sign of a lack of validation, that I have this missing aspect within myself, so then I try to fulfill it by knocking other people down. And if I ask you, point out people in your world who are doing this, if you are one of them, this is what we're saying. It's a need for validation. But now let's talk about this on the other side. That we know the greatest of all creations are human beings. The greatest of all human beings are the prophets, peace be upon them. And the greatest of all the prophets is Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And what am I saying? By virtue of the fact that you and I are human beings, that Allah Ta'ala has given you a mind, that Allah Ta'ala has given you a heart, that Allah Ta'ala has given you Islam, is saying by definition that he has given you attention. That by definition, he has given you worth. And so the challenge becomes, if I don't find validation from the sources who should have given it to me, then my struggle is to find it by virtue of the fact that Allah Ta'ala has made me a human being. He has given me a special amount of attention that he did not give a tree, that he did not give a bug. Seriously, think about what we're saying. And then on top of that, he made me part of the community of the Prophet, peace be upon him. So one of the suggestions I give in every single khutbah almost is develop your relationship with the Prophet, peace be upon him, especially in this month when we observe his birthday. Some of us don't like using those words, but nevertheless, this is the month that we say that he was born, but you do this every month. But how do you get closer to him? Get closer to the person that he was, because you and I know that he loved his family more than anyone could love a family. You and I know that he loved his companions more than anyone can love companions. And you and I know that he loves each and every one of us, past tense, present tense, more than even our parents can do so. And there's no one in our world who loves us as much as our parents. Really seriously think about this, my beloved brothers and sisters. <clears throat> in a way to even get sense of that is think about how much you love him. We gave the example last time that when the Sahaba, may Allah be pleased with them, were going through torture, and you all know the stories of Yasser and Sumayyah, when they were going through torture, then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said what? Go to Abyssinia, there's a just Christian king who does nobody wrong, you can stay there and be in safety until I give the order otherwise, which was then eventually to send people to Medina. But there were some people who stayed with him, who were willing to withstand torture because they didn't want to leave his side. Why? Because not only did they love him that much, but they knew he loved them that much. So what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? It is possible to have that much love in your heart. And again, many of us will not really understand what I'm saying until you have children. But try to conceive of this now. That in our deen, in our Arabic, in our primary sources, the Quran and the Hadith, we have 60 words for love. But sometimes we forget to talk about this because we get too caught up in zabiha, right? As though that's our only form of love for ourselves. Make sure my, my meat is slaughtered perfectly. Yes, I mean, Allah Ta'ala speaks about it, so it's important. But think about this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Ask yourself if I have love for each and every one of you. Hopefully, you'll say yes. But the love that the Prophet, peace be upon him, has for me and has for you 
is a thousand times greater than that. So now one of the ways to appreciate the love that Allah Ta'ala has for us is to seek forgiveness. For he is waiting to give us forgiveness. So now let us take a moment to ask forgiveness for Allah from Allah Ta'ala. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and we seek blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. My beloved brothers and sisters, on the one hand, it makes me laugh so much inside. You can't really laugh in a khutbah, you can't laugh in salah when I look at how exhausted you all are. Okay. But it also gives me great joy because part of me is eager and excited to see where you will be five years from now, inshallah. Where you will be 10 years from now, inshallah. Where you'll be 20 years from now, where I will still be young and you will start getting older than me. You know, it's a joy and hope because I'm watching you in the process of molding, of molding yourself as the school molds you, as life molds you. And one promise is that, yeah, you will do, inshallah, great things. Maybe from a dunya perspective, maybe from an akhirah perspective, but you will persist. But the other promise is that you will go through suffering. You will go through the suffering of loss. You will go through the suffering of pain. You will go through the suffering of fear. And as we've mentioned with this election, to be frank, we have no idea where we're gonna be a year from now. No clue. It could be same old, same old, or we could all be locked up somewhere. That's the unfortunate, sad reality. But then on top of that, you and I are hearing what's happening in Aleppo right now. And then on top of that, this person who's being named the ambassador to Israel, who is farther right of center than the current prime minister of Israel. Good. Things do not look promising at all. And then on top of that, what happened in Rwanda a decade and a half ago, two decades ago, subhanAllah, is now happening in the South Sudan, places we don't tend to pay attention to because they don't involve Arabs or Desis. And then on top of that, what is happening in Turkey? And then on top of that, what is happening in every corner? And what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? One point, yes, you're going to do great things. I really believe that about each and every one of you. And two, you are going to suffer, but the same point that I make every single time before you, because you are coming from a place of privilege in terms of education, in terms of where you live, in terms of who you are, you and I have a higher responsibility than everybody else to do something about what is happening. But you start with what's in front of you. And what is in front of you is your own self. What am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? Appreciate the worth that you have, not in an arrogant way, in a way that you have been chosen by Allah Ta'ala to be human, you've been chosen by Allah Ta'ala to be part of the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I was speaking to a person, a student, again, one of your peers, who was involved in a relationship that Islamically is not appropriate. But I was making the same point that you have to make sure you are not being dependent on this person. Because when that person, if that person leaves you, are you going to collapse? Even in that situation, you have to figure out how you can have worth in yourself from Allah Ta'ala. Because what did I say? Sometimes if you're not getting validation from yourself, you might seek validation from a relationship that may not be the most halal thing or maybe far, far less than that. Again, why? It's a search for love.
This is one of the challenges of your era. And to talk about it more, once again, please come talk with me to my office. I've said to you many times, and I hope you believe it, that each and every one of you have thorough and very, very deep love for, for your well-being, that it makes me very happy when I see you smile. You, guys, you know it's a, a smile is a form of charity. One person smiles when I say that, mashallah. What am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? Smile because that is what you're worth. But then let's now talk big picture. Big picture is not what happens in the world. Big picture is what happens on the other side. We have a concept in our tradition of the awliya of Allah, the walis of Allah, the friends of Allah. I don't like using the word saints, especially in this institution, because people understand it differently. But when we speak of the awliya of Allah, what are we taught? That Allah Ta'ala tells us that nothing does he love more than when his servant does the fara'id, meaning the, the fard obligations. He loves nothing more than that. And then he continues to love his servant more when the servant does the nawafil, these we call supererogatory, the, the optional things, the additional prayers, the additional fast, the additional charity, like a smile. SubhanAllah. Yeah. And what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters, that Allah Ta'ala, in a narration attributed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, says that the servant gets closer and closer and closer to me with the nawafil until I become the eyes with which he, hear, he sees and the ears with which he hears and the feet with which he walks. And the term we use for that is the awliya of Allah. And what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? You and I are each going to face Allah on the day of judgment. And either you can try for a passing grade, which is to make it to the bottom of paradise, which is still, believe it or not, better than Orland Park or Naperville. But what am I saying is that you and I have the option to go to Jannatul Firdaus. Why settle for Orland Park when you can get to the top level of paradise? To the point that Allah Ta'ala has already, in authenticated narrations, placed a palace for each and every one of us in the top level of paradise that is waiting for us to earn it. But if we don't, it'll be given to someone else there. So what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? I'm speaking about your innate worth that Allah Ta'ala has given you, regardless of what happens in your household, regardless of what happens in our society, but he's given us that innate worth to aim for the best of the best. So I'm asking you, as you're finishing off your finals, aim for the best in your finals, but as you are looking at your life, aim for the best that you possibly can do. Because that is the model of our Prophet Wasallam, and that is the, in, the invitation from Allah Ta'ala. So now I remind you of what Allah Ta'ala says about the Prophet in the Quran, in Surah Al-Ahzab, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُسَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِي يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُ تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صلِّ على محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم صلِّ على محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم صلِّ على محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم O oh Allah, we call upon you with all of your names to shower your blessings upon the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and upon his family and upon his companions, and extend the blessings and peace upon them. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, wa fil akhirati hasana, wa qina adhaba nar. Our Lord, our cherisher, our sustainer, grant us the best of this life. 
and the best of the hereafter and protect us from the fire. O turner of hearts, turn our hearts to your obedience. And if we have any rancor against any of our brothers and sisters, guide us to wash that out of our hearts. And for those of us who can't stop bullying, guide us to soften our hearts. And those of us who keep harming ourselves with these bad behaviors, guide us to have an appreciation for the life, the bodies that you've given us. And guide us to go closer and closer to you. And please grant us success in these finals and grant us success in our academics and in our lives and especially when we meet you. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Aqeemu salah. Allahu <laughs> <laughs>